Grace and peace to you from God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Quite a few years ago now, Silas and I went on our first international trip together. And for a lot of reasons, none of which made sense to my parents, we went to Turkey first. A country very far from here, and a country that is in many ways very different from us. It wasn't my first time overseas, I had, I had been in England before then, but it was a unique time in a unique place. And it was Silas and I's first time traveling together. And I'm sure you know, when you travel with someone, you learn a lot about each other very quickly. At one point, Silas and I were in Ankara, the capital city of Turkey. It's not Istanbul, like many might think. And Ankara is a big city. It's, I don't know what, how big it is compared to other cities, but it's like being in the middle of Dallas. And we were heading to the citadel, the old city walls of Ankara, and all of a sudden I was starting to get upset. And Silas was like, why are you upset? You know, here we are in this incredible place, eating incredible food and seeing incredible things. Why are you unhappy right now? And I said because I'm lost. And Silas looked at me, confused, and he said, we're not lost. And I said, I feel very lost. And it was that day that we discovered that Silas and I have different concepts of what it is to be lost. You see, I know that I feel lost when I don't know where I'm going. Shortly thereafter, we figured out a good trick for that. I just pull up a map. I have a computer in my pocket that has maps of everywhere, and then I know where I'm going and I don't feel lost anymore. But Silas, who's a little more comfortable with uncertainty in his life, maybe, and who has certainly a better sense of direction than I do, he doesn't feel lost as long as he knows how to get back to where we came from. He knew where we were in relation to the place we were staying, so we weren't lost, we were exploring. He knew how to get us home. And ever since then, whenever we travel together, I'm the one who has a map up on my phone, so I feel comfortable and not lost, and Silas is fine, and we enjoy seeing the world together. But thinking of that, thinking of our different definitions for the concept of being lost it made me very aware that there are many ways to be lost in our world. And that's why this parable that we read that is often called the prodigal son, I believe is incorrectly titled. This story, a story that is very familiar to many who know scripture, that has been painted by Rembrandt and many others this story is not the story of one son who has gone off to be prodigal, profligate with his father's money. This story is the story of two lost children. Two sons who are lost, fully separated from their father, but lost in different ways. Certainly for the first son, it is much more obvious. He leaves. He goes away into the city. He takes what money he can get from his father, 
and decides to live it up on his own. He no longer needs his father's advice, he thinks, his father's comfort or protection. He is fine on his own, far away, until suddenly he isn't. And then he is alone, poor, and lost. The losing of the second brother is a little more subtle. He doesn't leave. He stays with his father. He works his father's fields. He is a good son who resents his father, resents his brother, and who in his heart is as far from his father as his son is, maybe even further. I believe when we read this story at different times in our lives and different people in our lives, we will see ourselves in different brothers. We know people who are lost like the first brother, ones who go far away, who live a life that we think is not good for them or anybody around them, who believe that they can take care of their own selves and their own salvation, They don't need anybody, much less God. We may even have had times in our lives where we are that first son, where we take care of ourselves, we separate from the community of faith, we separate from the God who loves us because we are good on our own. And then sometimes those people, or sometimes we, realize that in fact we are lost when we intentionally cut ourselves off from God, from our community, from those who care for us. But here we are on a Sunday morning gathered into church, I think in many ways we often might find ourselves in the face of the second brother, going and doing what is expected of us, what is right, working through the motions of worship, of service, of care for God and neighbor, but maybe finding within ourselves an emptiness, a resentment for those who seem to have it better, a resentment for God's love that would go to those who don't try as hard, or just a lostness going through the motions, but not sure God is really here. Not sure we're really connected to our community of faith, to God, our creator. Not even realizing sometimes just how empty we are. When the brothers come back to their father, one from far away and one from just working in the field, the father celebrates. His son, who was lost to him, who might have been dead for all he knew, he's alive. He's home. Of course, he celebrates. His other son, who has been out working in the field all the day, is welcome in this celebration. His family is whole again. Yet his other son is still lost. 
Jesus tells this story in response to those who have been doing everything right in their relationship with God and do not understand why this man of God, this one who proclaims to be the son of God, would eat with sinners, with taxpayers who take their hard-earned money for their oppressive government. Jesus tells this story to remind us, to remind the Pharisees and the scribes who are confused and resentful that God is a God of reconciliation. God is a God whose arms are always open, always ready to welcome us in. That these sinners and tax collectors who have gathered around Jesus, who have heard good news from him, are worthy of celebration. And we know that Jesus would gladly have the Pharisees and scribes sit at the same table, in the same celebration, and at the same feast. We see it in our psalm for today, where the psalmist says, I confessed my sins and turned to God, and the world changed for me. We see it in Paul's letter to the Corinthians when he says that God is a God of reconciliation and we are charged with the ministry of reconciliation. We are charged with welcoming the lost. Whether they come from far away outside our doors, clearly broken sinners or whether they are sitting next to us in a church pew, not sure if they're really here today or not. And I tell you, being ministers of this godly reconciliation, being people who follow a God who has open arms to all, even when they don't deserve it, it can be hard sometimes. We may feel a righteous anger. They haven't done what is right yet. I here have been working hard at my faith day after day, and they just walk in and get a party? We may feel that same disconnect that the second son felt. We may feel that God is forgiving too much, loving too much, too easily. But over and over again through Christ, we see that God cannot love too much. That God loves all of creation, all of those God has created with a deep and powerful and abiding love that will always celebrate when even one who was lost is found. When even one who was disconnected, setting away from God in their heart, body, and soul, comes back to the table, comes back to the community, comes back to God. We will find ourselves lost again. Maybe not today or tomorrow, but one day. Life comes at us hard, and sometimes things are overwhelming, and we disconnect, we turn away, we push God away as best we can. 
But God invites us never to stop returning. Never to stop coming back to God whose arms are open for you. God is always rejoicing, ready to throw the biggest party when you come home. God rejoices over every person, every son and daughter, brother and sister who comes back, who finds that connection again. And God calls us to rejoice too, to celebrate when people are gathered together, to celebrate even if those don't seem to deserve it, because God knows that that doesn't matter, because God knows they are his. And we know that whenever we are lost, whenever we aren't sure we are connected to God, to our community, we can be by just turning around, coming back to ourselves, and finding God's arms open and celebratory and ready for you. Every day, again and again, so that we never need to be lost again. Amen.